Hello and welcome back to Our Week in Film. I'm Zach. And I'm Kevin. And on today's episode of Our Week in Film, we have an amazing show for you. No problems whatsoever. Now, it's time for our movie quote trivia, Kevin. Are you excited? Very excited, yes. Pick a number between 1 and 20, Kevin. Um, 13. Oh, what an interesting choice. Yes. Just thought of it. Uh, you know when you make no- noise like that, it makes big popping sounds on the audio. Doing what? The dropping spyro toys on the table like that. See? Look. See how those big peaks there? That's bad audio. Interesting. Yeah, so don't do that. Mm. Okay. 13, you said. Here is your quote. You have to guess what movie this quote is from. Do you understand the rules of the game? I understand them very well, yes. Okay. Uh, You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. What is that quote from? But I couldn't tell you what it's from. Uh, Well, you sure? I'm sure, yeah. Okay, well, here is your answer. The answer is the movie To Have and Have Not. Ever heard of it? No, I have not. Well, that's interesting. Okay, please stop doing that. It's going to make loud sounds. Stop fidgeting. But I like fidgeting. I need to get a fidget spinner. You know I'm a fidgeter. Alrighty, now it's time for our next segment called What Movies Did We Watch This Week? Kevin? What movies did we watch? What movies did you watch this week? I watched Psycho. Psycho? Uh, What other ones? Psycho. Oh, you watched it two times? No. So you only watched Psycho one time? That's precisely correct. Well, that's interesting. Maybe we shouldn't have started a film podcast if we only watched one movie this week. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to go on with with those circumstances. Okay, well, let's start on the 7th, Kevin. Did you watch anything on the 7th? I did not. Right, well, I watched three movies. Do you want to know what they were? Sure. Well, the first one I watched is called The Night of the Roxbury, which is a Saturday Night Live, which is based on a Saturday Night Live sketch, is what my, my father told me, wow. uh, starring Will Ferrell and some other guy who was also on Saturday Night Live at some point. It's, uh, I, I would say, uh, probably, probably it's not something you would ever want to watch unless you had some sort of, like, like nostalgic I guess connection to it from like when you when it was when you were watching that when it first came out and I like remember it because for the most part it's just kind of a a silly over the top comedy that's not really very intelligent at all and it's uh it's fun I guess but it, it didn't didn't really it, it's not particularly funny or or anything like that it's Would just kind of like it? a uh good movie i gave it three stars but it could it could go in between three and two and a half i'm kind of on the fence there so yeah uh and then i watched a much better movie called zombie land ever heard ah, of it zombie yeah. great i love zombie land i've seen both of them have you is yep. which one's better zombie land one or zombie land two zombie land one is better by how uh, wide of a margin by not that much they're both very good is Bill Murray in the second one? He is actually. Yeah. I thought he died at the end of the first one. He's in an after credit scene where he spoilers. They do like a skit where he is like uh, signing off on Garfield too. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Cause, cause he made a joke. Cause in the movie he said, "Any regrets?" As he was dying and turning into a zombie, they said, "Any regrets?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Maybe Garfield." Actually, it wasn't as he was dying. But anyways, uh, yeah, I love this movie a lot. Uh, it's very, 
It's very funny. It's well made. I'd say it's just sort of like a nice structurally sound, good, like big sort of like blockbuster movie. It's an original idea. It's not a sequel or a remake, and it's got you know good actors. It's just sort of like a sort of like the quintessential Hollywood like good movie. It's like not an art film, but it's just still just great. I wrote in my review. I said Tallahassee is more badass than any Walking Dead character ever, and I stand by that. He's a, he's a really cool guy. That scene where he uh, he has all the the shells lined up or the what do you call them magazines, and he mm-hmm. slams the pistols and they go and he starts shooting the zombies. Wow, it's a cool scene. Yeah, Tallahassee's cool. Woody Harrelson plays him well. That's true. Jesse Eisenberg's good too. Woody Harrelson also plays the the uh, the supporting actor in um, Matthew McConaughey's Surfer Dude. Oh. Available now from your local Dollar Tree. <laughs> okay. And so then the final film I watched that day is another, actually this is the final, uh, this is the final wartime era Disney film that I watched. You familiar with the Disney eras, Kevin? Um, like the, a little bit, I know the golden era. Golden era, golden era, wartime, golden wartime era, wartime. silver, uh, dark age, renaissance. Mm. Second. What's the renaissance? Ariel Second, stuff? second Lion dark King? age, yeah. Air, What's the dark age? The dark age is, uh, like... Like the era where it was like, um, uh, like the fox and the hound, the rescuers. Is that how it's not bad. I know it's not bad. Uh, Black Cauldron, Robin Hood. These are these movies aren't bad. I mean, I've seen I've seen Robin Hood and Black Cauldron. I don't think both yeah, either of them are bad, but it's sort of like they're less. They were less commercially successful. That's what it's really based on. Oh, I see. What are they in now? Mm-hmm. The. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. I tried to like swallow a burp and I literally choked on it. <coughs> what are they in now? They buy everything and just hash out stuff they already made. Stage. Well, that well they they uh, they the like the era from like Tangled to like like maybe Big Hero Six or Zootopia. They dubbed like the like the That's new it. second Renaissance basically. All these short-lived, great new because all the all these princess films they basically put it down to like when it's when there's princess films then that's a good era, uh, but right now they're calling it maybe the sequel era because of how many sequels there are uh, coming out. The remake sequel era before um well, probably like Wreck It Ralph two came out right is the first sequel before that there had only been other been one sequel, but anyways uh, which was the Rescuers Down Under. Anyways, all that to say, I watched the movie The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Uh, ah, based the the ride. Yeah, the the, the never seen the movie. Yeah, it did it so, give more meaning to the ride. Uh, sort of. You yeah, when you watch it the, again. You'll be like, hey, because the short is all about how. Um, yeah, the short is about how Mr. Toad gets obsessed with buying a car because it's like the year 1900 or whatever, mm. and and they go and eventually he gets accused of stealing the car, and so they have to go on a wild journey to clear his name. But yeah, so uh, it breaks down to two different shorts: The Wind in the Willows, which is the Mr. Toad one, and The Legend of the Sleepy Hollow. Uh, I enjoyed The Wind in the Willows a lot more than than the than The Legend of the Sleepy it's Hollow. Two different movies. Yeah, it's another like anthology film. Yeah, they're like 30 minutes each. These are very short movies. Um, Did they go to hell? No, they didn't. No? So nope. what's the ride? Is there more Mr. Toad? I don't know. Franchise movies? Or no. Where'd they get that from? I don't know. Hmm. No idea. I, I don't know. I guess they just changed it. But anyways, yeah. Uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow is pretty. Is a pretty, I'd say, weirdly structured film. 
Uh, basically, it's like just the tale of a of a womanizer, I guess, named Ichabod Crane, who goes around and he's like, yeah, yeah. that's just the old tale of the. Yeah, man. and then at the end he gets chased down by a headless horse, and it just sort of seems like like because he didn't uh, he didn't do anything wrong, so it just sort of seems like they the headless horseman stuff at the end is sort of like just like not really related or or mean anything in context of the rest of the film uh to me at least so i didn't really see why it even existed but the Wind of those was pretty entertaining uh, i gave it three and a half stars and i gave the legend of the cb hollow two and a half stars and i gave the whole thing together three stars because you can rate them separately because they have separate uh letterbox how entries. many people have seen that movie on letterbox uh there have been uh, Mr. Toad one. Oh, the Mr. Toad. Well, uh, if you've seen the whole thing, you've seen both of them. Uh, 15,000 people have seen The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's not everyone obviously logs it individually. I just do it because I like to rack up my film count and also because I like to share my individual thoughts on this stuff. Only 1.6 thousand people have seen The Wind in the Willows and at popular. least logged it separately. It seems like just such a weird ride to base something off of. Yeah, very popular. Well, you know, and it's still around. Well, this movie came out in 1949, and Disneyland came out in 1955, so it's just sort of like a recent property. But they haven't still got everything. It's, it's a fan, it's a it's fan a beloved favorite. ride, fan favorite. Beloved ride. Nobody you, knows what it is. You can't touch fan, just like Splash Mountain. You can't touch Fantasyland. Can't just buried, Splash Mountain like is based Splash Mountain on is buried in racism. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the seventh. Did you watch anything on the eighth? I did. I watched oh, Psycho. You did? Yeah. Psycho, mm -hmm. directed by. Uh, the master of suspense. Gus Van Sant? No. Oh, not not that one. Is that the is that who directed the new one? I think so. Oh. I'd have to check. Yeah, not 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 that one. The uh, yeah Alfred Hitchcock version. Oh. Of course, the good the good one. I haven't seen the remake, but never will. Yeah, Psycho is a masterpiece. It's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. I gave it a nine out of ten. This is the fourth time I've seen it now. Oh my god, that's a lot of times. Yeah, I'm a huge. I'm just a huge fan of Psycho in general. I've read the book, I've seen the movie. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the sequel. I don't know if I should. Maybe I'll check them out sometime. They did. The uh, Red Letter Media did videos all about yeah, them. I they had that. some positive things to say about the sequels. I d uh, I just think that it ends so well, and sequels just are unnecessary and, and ruin the story. I'm all about story, and if. The second and third one, you know, like with Rise of Skywalker, mm -hmm. it ruins the pretty much the whole franchise. Anyways, Star Wars sucks, but anyways, uh, yeah, and I love Base Motel. You should watch Base Motel, Zach. Seriously, mm. one of the top five best shows like ever. Maybe in twenty twenty two. It's a. I kind of got a tight schedule right now. It's Base Motel is interesting. Mm -hmm. So I good. Bet. It's like a prequel to Base Motel. I mean, to Psycho, but it's yes. a modern day. Yeah. And then, but then it verges off, and it's not a prequel anymore, and it takes its own liberties. Wow! And it's like a retelling. It's pretty much a retelling. Kind of yeah, like anyways. a Evil Dead Two type situation. <sighs> not really. Uh, what did you think? Uh, or what held you back from giving it a perfect ten? Because you know, many people will say this is one of the best four movies of all time. What? Well, how come you didn't give it a ten out of ten? I mean, I didn't either. I'm just wondering why. Well, I think number one, as, as a horror movie, it's not scary. Mm -hmm. at all you know because we've been desensitized as part partly um, except for that toilet flush though i mean that's really scary disgusting stuff. if we were uh teenagers in the 1960s watching this for the first time then maybe we would have been more shocked but uh not not of course 
not a Gen Z living in 2020. Um, yeah, that, as I said in my YouTube review, again, the shower scene is just, it's, it's as iconic as it is. It just is a little cheesy, you know, because mm -hmm. it, there's no, there's the knife never enters the body. It, he edits it well. It's 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 saved a little bit because the editing's good and it kind of cuts when it needs to and hides the fact that there's no knife entering the body. But it's still you can still tell and it's just a little cheesy. And that's because it's not his fault because censors didn't allow that back then. Yes. Also, the the special effects weren't really that great to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not, I can't fault Alfred Hitchcock, but uh, I can't ignore that. So you know. I have to Nine agree. Out of ten. Nine out of ten. I think, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a, a, like a, I, he's always he's a, the master of suspense. It's a suspenseful film, but it's not a scary film. And yeah, it does, it does come off as sort of cheesy at times. So yeah, that's Psycho. Oh, I actually had more oh. to talk about. I more? You said you wanted an in-depth discussion. said you wanted an in-depth discussion. How? What did you think of how they killed off the main character halfway through oh, the I movie? I love it. Crazy. I, decision. I know. I know. You didn't. That's what I wanted to bring up. I know you didn't like. You didn't like that, right? Uh, you thought the beginning part was with her embezzling the money was boring. I thought it might be, but it could have been trimmed down because I don't see. Uh, it does like it doesn't come. Uh, it it provides a good reason for why she, for it, I mean it, it builds up the the story well. It, everything makes sense about it. It just seems like it's a little extraneous. Like the only it seems like the only function it serves is to sort of build uh, a baseline yeah. for the for the movie and I also a little bit of characterization. But mostly it's just I guess exposition not exposition but like just building the story instead of also having like substance to it as well yeah my professor my professor said interesting thing he said uh it's it's just you have to imagine uh watching this movie not knowing anything like not knowing who marion crane is or not knowing psycho like the story of it before you're going into it because pretty much everyone knows it if they haven't even if they hadn't seen it uh going in blind would be so much different it would that's i think that's the point of the whole beginning uh scene because it, it, you you really build on it and it's yeah i mean but it's, the, it's in 40 minutes of her doing it and it's and it's interesting while you do it it's suspenseful her trying to sell the car that's inter entertaining in that mm -hmm. scene and then you th you think that marion is going to be the hero of the movie and then 40 minutes in you die and that never happens in movies and mm -hmm. especially back then uh so that was, it's just such a great shock to the audience it really uh packs the punch in but the movie's called Psycho. Wouldn't people understand that it's about a psychopath? Yeah, but still, you wouldn't expect the main character to die. You wouldn't sure expect it to be normal. And sure. Anthony Perkins is great as well. He's he's definitely fantastic. yes. I love the uh, and I love I love him altogether. But I love the ending scene, of course. Yeah, the, and the cross dissolve. Mm -hmm. The skull merges with his face, and uh, Freddie Highmore is fantastic as well. From Bates Motel. From Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. He's all grown up in Bates Motel. He plays Norman Bates, of course. And he's uh, phenomenal. One of my favorite television performances ever. Vera Farmiga is fantastic as well as Norma. Um, yeah. Freddie Highmore plays Norman exactly how Anthony Perkins does. It's crazy. Well, that's it's great. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Anything other final comments? 
now I think I'm done. Good movie. Well, have you uh, have you seen any other Hitchcock, Hitchcock films? If I'm remembering correctly, I've seen three. Which ones? Uh, Psycho. Oh yeah, yeah. You watched Rear Window yeah, and watched Rope. Rope. I think out of the ones I've seen, which I've seen, I've seen those three. I've seen Vertigo also, and North by Northwest. I think uh, Rear Window is my favorite out of the out of the those ones I've seen. What would you say? Rear Windows. I, I'd say, man, I have them all three of them ranked in the, uh, nine out of ten. They're all so great. I think Psycho is probably my favorite, and then. Honestly, maybe rope and then rear window. Mm-hmm. I have to rewatch rear window again. Rear window is really good. That's true. I agree. Maybe one we'll do that. We'll talk about it if you rewatch it. Okay. So now for the eighth. Oh, uh, my now for my movies. I watched the eighth. I only watched one called the movie co- called Problem Child. Shout out to the person who recommended it to me. Don't know your name. Maybe I'll find it uh, while talking. Hopefully it doesn't come off as I'm finding something while I'm speaking. But Problem Child is a is a movie about a guy, a little boy who's a who's sort of like a, a little little troublemaker, a little rascal, a little naughty boy. And he gets returned to and he gets returned back to his orphanage thirty times because of, everyone hates him. And it, it basically it's just you know one one family adopts him and the the mom the mom only adopts him as a status symbol because she wants to get invited to parties and be friends with all the moms but the dad tries really tries to care for him and in the end they you know finally he breaks through to the kid and he finally admits yeah I actually like you father or yeah and he finally calls him dad at the end uh, so yeah it's sort of a it's a it's a kids movie obviously it reminded me a lot of Home Alone um, and it's also a, a lot of unintentionally funny parts. My favorite quote from the movie is they're sitting around a campfire and one of the one of the kids says, um, uh, oh, what do we do now? And then the other one says, let's make s'mores. And the other one says, let's tell scary stories. And then and then the and then the uh, titular problem child says, let's start a forest fire. And then and then another kid says, don't you know that forest fires are bad? And then another kid says, I'm telling my mom. Wow. That's my favorite part of the. Uh, that's my favorite part of the movie. But anyways, yeah, it's just a funny, silly movie. Sounds uh, funny and silly. It is funny and also uh, at the same time, it's silly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that movie. Uh, okay, well, I, I guess I can't really find what I was looking for. But anyways, uh, oh, never mind. Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> okay, uh, so then I watched uh, on that day. I also watched. Um, Who's the, the guy who directed Shazam? What's his name? Uh, David F. Sandberg. I watched David F. Sandberg's new short that he made in his home called Shadowed. Ah, I heard of it. Yeah, I didn't watch Which, it. Uh, he, he directed the movie Light, uh, Big the fan short, of Lights the short Out. Lights Out. Mm-hmm. One of the best horror movies ever made. This Even movie, though it's three minutes long. This movie is similar to this movie, uh, to Lights Out, that it relates to like uh, lights and shadows. Um... And yeah, it's a short. I'm not going to describe the plot because it's so short. But I'd recommend it. It's good. I don't think it's as good as light as Lights Out, but it's it's mm. pretty good. And I also watched. What do you have Lights Out ring? Uh, uh, I think maybe I'm not sure. I'd probably like a f- four or a three and a half. Maybe I gave it four. Yes, I gave four. it four stars. Me too. Uh, so yeah, yeah Lights Out. Shadow. I'd recommend it. Only three minutes long. Yeah, you should watch the Lights Out feature. It's not as good. Mm. 
I think it's still pretty good. I feel like watched it when I was in just so perfectly a freshman. So maybe my, sweet. my taste has changed since then. Sure. Sure what I'm else sure. did you watch, Zach? Uh, so many movies, Kevin. Uh, I watched five movies on the ninth. Oh my god! <clears throat> Very quickly, I'll go through them. Glenn, Gl- uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, you might you may know the quote: "Always be closing." A yes. always be I think B. We talked about yeah this. with uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, yeah, it's a movie about sales. It's sort of like a I guess a sort of a like a satire or criticism of like salesmen and like how like like morally corrupt they are. Uh, Casey Neistat loves it, right? Yeah, Casey Neistat loves it. He got ABC tattooed on his arm to mm-hmm. symbolize the quote. But yeah, it's 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 really really well done. I love the acting. I love the cinematography. It feels sort of like hyper realistic, like almost like too real. Um, like the colors are super vibrant, and the city it, it's never mentioned where the city is. The city feels almost like like a like a mythical amalgamation of every city, and a lot of a lot of rain shots. I'm a big fan of cinematography, basically. Is yeah. it similar in any way to The Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, not really. It's it's not like a it's not like a high 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 energy, fast paced film where it's like people are like talking and there's like cameras everywhere and they do you know jump cuts. It's very much so like a slower paced film that's um, uh, just sort of takes its time and, and establishes the characters. It's a it's sort of an acting powerhouse. It's got Al Pacino. Let's see. It's got Al Pacino, Alec Baldwin, Jack Lemmon, who was uh, in the, the Graduate, or sorry, not the Graduate. I mean uh, the Apartment, which won Best Picture in 1960, and Kevin Spacey. Mm. Uh, so pretty, 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 uh, pretty, pretty packed movie there. And yeah, so I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, uh, and then Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Wait, you watched this movie with me? I did. You didn't log it. You're right. Okay, you watched two movies this week. Um, yeah, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. What did you think about this movie, Kevin? It's okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's a um, cult classic movie, but I didn't get the, the uh, I didn't get the appeal. It's sort of a, a good costumes is the best thing I'd say about it. Yeah, the, um, the clowns looked good. Uh, we went on the, the, uh, the Killer Clowns from Outer Space maze in Horror Nights and. Uh, I think I went. I went twice. Once with my friend Mason and I, Ivy, and I think the Killer Clowns from Outer Space was the scariest one by far. Yeah. Uh, the second time, I don't think we we went. It was as scary because it's all about the timing. Mm. If you're the if you go in right when the they're all on a timer. If, they, mm-hmm. if you go out when they pop out, then yeah. it's scarier. Yeah. But if you're behind them, then it's not as scary. Yeah, I understand because yeah. you see them and you know they're gonna come out later. Yeah. But if you're right there, yeah. right there, the right front, there, you don't front know. line, that's why it's, you're, it's scarier. And when we went on that movie, we were right on the when we got scared, so it was extra scary. Mm. And that's why. Well, good analysis, Kevin. You should make a video essay about this. Anyways, yeah, uh, good, uh, campy movie, I guess, but I wouldn't say it's like a favorite of mine. I like the policeman talking with the little puppet. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, a, a new favorite of mine... A new comedy favorite, I guess. A uh, really good movie I watched called The Meaning of Life. Uh, of course, Monty Python is are the creators behind this, the six people in Monty Python. Uh, 
made this movie. It is hilarious. I love it a lot. I absolutely love the song, Galaxy Song, in this movie. Uh, I've have been playing it on repeat and sort of memorizing it because I like to memorize, I like to listen to songs on repeat and memorize them. Uh, but yeah, I love this movie. It's hilarious. Uh, it's uh, It's got one of the greatest fourth wall breaks of all time, uh, which I wish I hadn't got. I got sort of spoiled for me. I mean, it's not like a spoiler, but it's like sort of like the comic well, don't suspense tell me. is spoiled, but yeah. Because it was in a video essay, so. But anyways, yeah, very funny. The, the, uh, there's a there's a short film there's a like a short film at the beginning of the movie that was like our short feature presentation it was like just a random thing and they said now for our feature presentation it's but uh but uh they brought it they brought it back into the movie later it was kind of funny I'm not explaining it very well but anyways um how many monty pythons have you seen now i've seen well i've seen all three of the ones that they made they made three they made three movies and then they made they have the um uh, and now for something completely different, which is just a a, 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 a compilation of all their sketches. Mm. But anyways, yeah, Monty Python, always great, smart, funny comedy. I like it better than Life of Brian, and I like uh, uh, The Holy Grail better than this, but just barely. They're all really, really great, and I recommend you watch all of them. And then I watched the movie Cinderella. We all know the tale. Uh, this movie, yep. the only thing that's different about this movie compared to the ta- compared to like the this the fairy tale is that there are lots of animal interactions, uh, talking animals. I guess it's fun. I mean, it's a Disney movie. And you watch the old one. You have to clarify. Yes, yeah, of course. The 1950 version. Yeah, there is the 2016 version. Yeah. They're also coming out with another version in 2021. Are they really? Yeah, they are. Uh, but it's not Disney? by Disney, no. Yeah. It's probably like another dark, gritty reboot because yeah. they're also doing the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio movie. I don't yeah, know. I Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. Cinderella. It's a it's a classic movie, but it's a it's sort of I don't know. Don't really care because I've heard the story so many times. I like it. Pretty fun. I haven't seen it in forever, forever. Yeah. So I can't really defend it that much. Uh, and then a film you've seen. One of my favorites. Free Solo. Yeah. It's, uh, about Alex Honnold, the the, the legend, f- the free cliff, free soloing cliff climber. Yeah. Uh. I, I enjoyed this documentary quite a bit. I think the um, the filmmaking was well done. It sort of got into the psyche of yeah, like the, of the like how his how his how his friends and, and family like, like sort of reacted if they if they, to what he's doing. Yeah, and they, I love the where they were like debating if they like what would happen if he died, and they were just there filming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, and it was I, I liked it was a it wasn't even really about the rock climbing. It was more just a, about Alex. Yeah, that's true. It's very it, interesting. It's, it goes really deep into him. Yeah, and we sort of see how he's sort of like a sort of like a bit of an off guy. He's, he's very odd. Guy. He doesn't feel as many like emotions. Yeah. I guess he feel he's yeah. very he's very it's he has a very high tolerance for fear and anxiety. Obviously, which I think yeah. sort of makes it sort of translates into his home life. But yeah, very interesting person. Very interesting subject. I watched a, a one of those Cora. Yeah, I, I watched all of these. And uh, really he has such big, meaty paws, you know, because his hand—he's just fingers. And his eyes too. His fingers are just so muscular. Yeah, puppy dog eyes too. It's it's crazy. It's crazy that you can actually see like muscles on a finger because that's how strong yeah, he is. Trying to be. I love the. Did you see the ten things I can't live with that video with him? No, I did not. It's like the whole thing about that series on YouTube is like 
it's mostly like rappers and like celebrities going like, oh my, my chain, you know, I can't live without my Gucci bag. And Alex goes, ah, oh, I, I, my Nalgene bottle. I brought a, a bag of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my uh, my rope. It's funny. I think that he can live without his rope, as this as documentary proved. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay, that's the ninth. Yeah. Free Solo is great. It's really suspenseful. Moon right along. I recommend it. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. that shot where he's at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a early on, and there's a shot where he like he's like so close to like the very edge of the cliff. It's like that's like the most scary part. I didn't feel a lot of like anxiety while I was watching it because I knew he wasn't gonna yeah, die. The bowler problem. Um, but yeah. Yeah, everyone says they were like insane, even though they thought, even though they knew he would live, they were still like on their edge. Mm-hmm. I was too, but not, I think people play it up a little bit. Same thing with Uncut Gems. It's just mm-hmm. it's anxiety inducing, but not that anxiety inducing. Come on, guys. God. God, take a Xanax. Alright, uh, and then. Foot? What? Foot? No. Uh, I watched a couple of, a couple more Disney shorts. Uh, nothing really worth noting i guess uh yeah i don't really there's not really a lot that was interesting um chef donald the sh- uh, one thing i will note this was i didn't give it three and a half stars or above but chef donald is a short i gave three stars entertaining short but the funny thing the, f- the funny and sort of weird thing is that uh the, there's a recipe it's about all donald following a recipe and he and he needs says get two eggs and donald says okay is donald voice you know mm-hmm. and he go and he and he leaves the room and you hear like feathers squawking you hear like and then and then you see him come out with like two it's, actually it's not becoming it's the sound of a duck and he comes out with two eggs and so and so what i'm thinking is did he just did he just reach deep into daisy's vagina and pull out two fresh hot steamy eggs for his for his uh, thing or what it's a little bit weird but anyways yeah okay uh bit of an odd picture i would say uh anyways uh yeah so i watched some of those and then alice in wonderland uh another classic disney short came out in 1951 i enjoyed this again I, I uh, have watched the Tim Burton version, which I am uh, a moderate fan of. Um, I, I watched. I didn't haven't watched it for a very long time, so I still have this sort of child goggles on it. But from what I remember, I like it a lot. Uh, but Al, this version of Alice in Wonderland is quite different from the from the uh, 2010 version. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that is included in this movie that is not in the 2010 version uh that sort of threw me off because i was like what is this um but overall i'd say it's a good movie i didn't think it again went above and beyond um i'm excited for uh the next movie which is peter pan uh, i don't even know if i've even said this ever but i'm watching all the disney movies you've mentioned it uh cool oh we're only 33 minutes in moving right along uh okay so four films on the 11th Actually, only three. Genius, which is a Disney. You realize it's an active microphone. <laughs> um, okay. It's genius. Uh, yeah. So let me just restart from the eleventh. So the eleventh, I watched three films. The first of which is the movie called Genius, which is a Disney Channel original movie. Uh, about a genius, a, about a boy prodigy, but he doesn't want to be, he wants to have a normal life. So he leads a double life as uh, some guy, Chet Anthony, 
who's a cool guy, and he doesn't mm. like science. He's like a cool guy, and yeah, it's a it's a vintage Disney Channel original movie. It's it's still the it's the same good old quality from a Disney Channel original movie you can expect. It's not very good, but it's sort of like a I guess you know sort of that. What year was Campy it? Campy factor. It's it was made in nineteen ninety nine, so it's in it's full in four by three and everything. But yeah. When was Disney Channel made? I think the I think the eighties, but oh. they, yeah, I don't really know the whole. I've looked it up a little Do bit. Do they have a Disney Channel movie collection on Disney Plus? Don't they? Did I think it, they do. Maybe yeah, I don't know. You should watch all of looked. them. They're, they're but well, eventually I will be watching all of them because I'm watching all the ones in the Disney through the decades and they're included. Only Disney through the decades. Pretty much everything is included on the Disney through the decades. It's a lot of Disney. Why it is a lot of Disney. Disney. Are you a, are you a Disney fanboy? No, it's just something fun to do Disney when show. I'm in my off time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it's not it's not too it's not like you have to have your eyes Engaging. glued to the screen to to understand mm-hmm. it. So it's just sort of like something to watch, and at least you're still watching a movie. Uh, yeah, uh, so then I watched The Reluctant Dragon, which this is a movie I think is you know, underseen, heavily underseen, uh, not because it's amazing or anything, but just because it's so darn fascinating. Only 2.8 thousand people have seen it. Uh, this movie is a it basically oh, is essentially, yes, is essentially just a studio tour of the Walt Disney Studios back in 1941. And it's framed as this guy has a... Has a has an idea for a for a movie, so he goes to Walt Disney Studios, but all along the way he gets dragged along in all these different wacky rooms, uh, and um, uh, he he goes to uh, you know different an- animating rooms and sound effects rooms, etc. Uh, so it's just a cool studio tour, and I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's not it's a, it's What's a it called? basically just a documentary. It's called The Reluctant Dragon. Why is it called that? Because that's the story that the guy is gonna trying to pitch, and also because oh, it ends, because the joke at the end is that actually the whole time he came here to pitch a story, but Disney already made the movie. Oh, because you're watching it right now. No. Oh. Because it's a it's a book. He he it's a book that he wants oh. to get adapted, but the book book has already been adapted, and so that's the thing. So I logged I logged the movie proper, the short film at the end, the Reluctant Dragon. Separately, so. Very Also called the Reluctant Dragon. Also came out in nineteen forty-one. Also featured in the other movie called the Reluctant Dragon, but not the Reluctant Dragon. Finally, Chef, directed by John Favreau. Um, this is a movie about a chef who is dissatisfied with his life being a restaurant chef, and so he packs it all up and he starts a food truck where he sells Cuban sandwiches and yeah and he and he also bonds with his son that's the basically the whole thing about the film the the emotional aspect is that he he's bonding with his son through through this Cuban sandwich cart because like he's a nice movie. distant from his son yeah it, it is a nice movie i would say uh, john favreau is the chef yes john favreau is the chef uh, john favreau is, is typical makes a lot of these nice Nice, good, you know, heartwarming, I guess, sort of movies. Yeah, like but Iron Man. Yes, and like Elf. And like Iron Man 2. And like Lion King and Jungle Book. And anyways. The Mandalorian. Mm, yeah. Like The Mandalorian. I haven't, has seen, haven't seen The Mandalorian. Me neither. Good for John Favreau. He's really uh, killing it. Yeah, sure is. You know, good guy. Hopefully. 
but there are several s- sort of flaws I saw with this movie. Uh, the the first act of this movie, what I consider to be the first act, bef- pre-starting the food truck, is extremely long and drawn out. It's like 40 minutes or almost like half the movie. Really? Before he gets the food truck, it's almost forty minutes because there's this whole drawn out thing where he's having like a feud with like a food critic, and because he's like and he gets Twitter because his son teaches him how to get Twitter and he thinks he's sending a private message but really he's sending out to everyone because he just hits reply and he thinks that's he thinks that's a private message. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they have this big feud and they have to do all this stuff and then they have to go down and actually you know furnish up the truck and then it's and then it's almost like an hour in before we actually get to the truck. Uh, it's an hour and 40 something minutes long so yeah that's the thing I think it could just time management if you would have cut trimmed out some of the stuff in the first act and left more time for you know A father son bonding which I think was pretty good but maybe a little bit more and also just B like growing the food truck business would have made the movie better and that's just my main complaint with it and then the home stretch here uh, on the 12th, I watched a short film from 1903 called Life of an American Fireman. This is one of the top 20 films from uh, the 1900s, as in, you know, 1900 to 1909. Uh, so I'm, I'm watching the top 20 from each decade as this year, just to sort of final, final finish off on my film education as much as I can before I move on to next year. I'm just going to be watching contemporary releases. Uh, but anyways... Yeah, uh, this is just a basically a documentary about fire uh, firemen. Not a doc- it's not a documentary, but it's a educational it's a film. It's staged, but it's yeah. What? Is it a feature? No, no, they did not make feature films in nineteen oh three. But yeah, it it's I guess it's again as I say with a lot of these, it's interesting from uh from just a you know intellectual standpoint, like looking at this stuff and how fire trucks used to work because you see like the horse drawn carriages that carried water. But other than that, it's uh, not anything remarkable. So I gave it two and a half stars. Another movie I gave two and a half stars uh, is called Independence Day, which stars Will Smith uh, as Independence and Bill Pullman as Day. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Uh, no, Will Smith is a is an air air pilot or what is it? Is a pilot for the for the military. And Bill Pullman plays who you've probably never heard of plays the president of the United States. And also Jeff Goldblum is also in it as another main character. Uh, and this is a this is often considered one of the first big budget action blockbusters. Obviously, some people will say Jaws is also that, but like this is sort of like a new era of the big CGI blockbuster, right? Uh, like the sort of like mass appeal movie that just is scientifically engineered to get everyone in there. Um, but this isn't awful. Uh, Independence Day is a movie that I, I enjoyed for, I guess, what it was, but it, yeah, obviously it's not, it's not a, it's, I guess it's just not a good movie, but it's a well-made bad movie i'd say it like sort of strives to to be pretty good within like the fact that it's a this big you know expensive movie that's just meant to sort of titillate the senses is will smith good in it Mm. uh yeah i will smith isn't in it as much as i thought i mean he's in it but it feel it's sort of like a big ensemble movie but that but it doesn't really feel right for that 
it, that doesn't really feel right because we cut around to all these different places throughout the, throughout the movie, like the White House, and there's also like a random thing with cousin. I think cousin Eddie is in this movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Do you know the actor who plays him? Is what what his name is? I don't. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I'm pretty sure he's in that movie. Uh, but anyway, have you seen Men in Black? Have I seen Men in Black? No, I haven't. But I'd like to. Uh, similar movie, I guess, in terms of being a big budget action movie with Will Smith but I've heard it I've heard it's a lot better than Independence Day definitely but yeah I'd like to see that movie but anyways yeah Independence Day okay film it's a yeah it really is the first big budget uh, Independence Day or Men in Black they made one Independence Day movie but yeah they Independence Day Resurgence and then it's all yep yep they made like three or four And then, finally, today I watched the uh, Danny Boyle-directed film. Can you guess? Trainspotting. How'd you know? Because I... No. Mm. It's because you recommended it to me Danny last Boyle week. Danny Boyle films have you seen now? Uh, I don't know. Trainspotting? I'd have, have to check. Yesterday? I, uh, I don't know what else you uh, Yes, I do. I have I seen 127 Hours, Steve Jobs, Slumdog Millionaire, Yesterday, and Trainspotting. So five, uh, but yeah, yesterday, er, <laughs> yesterday, Train spotting. good movie. Train spotting is a if movie. If we were recording this tomorrow, you would say you saw yet train spotting yesterday. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that wouldn't be much of a joke, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, train spotting. So this is a movie about heroin addiction. Yep. I think a very good one at that. This movie really uh, encapsulates the sort of the. The fear, uh, not the fear, but just the struggle of having uh, addiction to heroin. There are several great visual, lot, great use of visuals in this movie. I would say mm-hmm. they they really use visuals to the full fullest potential to sort of uh, explain or or show what like having a heroin addiction really feels like. They they really just go all out. Lots of great uh, sequences like where where he. He overdoses and he get, he's sort of like sunken in to the carpet and you see the carpet almost as if he's in a coffin and then as soon as he gets injected with like the anti-heroin or whatever it is, he like comes back and he comes out of the coffin. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. but I yeah. don't. I remember the bathroom scene, of course. Uh-huh, where he disgusting. goes in there. The, world, what, mm-hmm. the world's most disgusting bathroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great scene. That's, yeah. that's the little picture on my poster where he is goes it? into the toilet mm-hmm. and swims around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I think this movie has a has a good. I I you know when I started this movie, I thought this was gonna be like I don't know what you thought, but I thought it was gonna be like like a movie that was sort of almost glorifying drug use in a way, sort of like the way that no. like uh, like a uh, Wolf of Wall Street does, where it's like oh like this, we're all like amped up, we're having fun. I mean, obviously Wolf of Wall Street is like making fun of people who do that, but it's still sort of doing it in like a light hired manner. But this is obviously done in a way that's sort of just extremely. Are articulate in 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 the way it, it uh, tells, uh, it sort of breaks down heroin addiction, and uh, it's done it's done well. And I think at the end where he f- he says, you know, obviously we started the movie, and that's why I thought it because he started the movie like saying all these things like like uh, like 
having TV, watching TV, eating chips, uh, going to the dentist, buying nice suits, and whatever. And, yeah. and it sort of seems like things like, ah, oh, we're above that. We're like a di- we're like cooler than that. We're like above that. And I no. thought it was just gonna be sort of that movie, but uh, it didn't be that movie. And at the end, I like he steals the money, obviously, mm-hmm. and he says, and he starts listing off those things, and sort of like a, I've come full circle, and now I sort of want stability. I don't want to be going crazy and doing drugs all the time. Yeah. A good ending. I really, really love the ending. I love their accents. Their mm-hmm. accents are so thick. Yeah. It's impossible. There's no... The one guy, he's in uh, the show Once Upon a Time. I never, little... heard never heard of it? It no. was a show based on like storybook characters. I'm sure you've... It was on ABC. Yeah, but he plays it. He plays uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. He was like the intimidating one. The really mean one. He had this mm. uh, very thick accent. I couldn't understand it half the time. Yeah, there's no subtitles available on the Blu-ray edition of oh, the movie really? you bought. There's not? That's nope. annoying. Uh, not that I could see. Uh, there's also like no main menu. Literally, the only thing... I press every button, it says, currently not available. And then the only thing is the audio. You can change it to French, and that's all in the in the movie. Mm. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I love, I love this movie a lot. Uh, I, di- I don't... I guess the only reason I didn't... To give it a perfect score because I just didn't I guess I didn't feel like a sort of visceral connection with it sort of feel like sort of like I watched this and I was like okay yes I can appreciate the filmmaking is definitely a great breakdown of heroin addiction and done extremely well using every filmmaking technique possible to do it perfectly and but at the same time I just didn't feel truly connected with the story sure. um, I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah how about that baby, huh? Hmm? The ba- the dead baby that died because they were uh, overlooking it because of how they oh, were addicted I to br- heroin. I briefly remember that, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that was a really scary part. Just this really saddening image of a dead baby. It was really... I, I never, I've never seen a that. dead baby before in a movie. It's pretty pretty intense imagery. Uh, but yeah... So that's train spotting. Any anything else you want to say, Kevin? No, not, not much to add. I, I recommend this because uh, I liked it, but I haven't seen it in almost two years. So, wow, two years. Yep. Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. Have you seen the se- Have you seen the sequel to it? I have not no. yet. Is it on? I, I will check it out sometime. I yeah. think Maybe on Stars. I don't know. Speaking of stars, I think it's time for our another another segment called "What's the Recommendation This Week." Uh, okay. Today's movie. I'm all ears. Stars Jack Lemmon and okay. Gene Sachs. Can you okay. guess? Or sorry, not not Gene Sachs. What I meant to say is Walter. Uh, I believe Walter <coughs> Matthau. Yes. Directed by Gene Sachs. Say, oh, okay. Can you guess who it, what it is? No, I I requested a sci-fi film on the show. Well, I didn't get you one because oh, okay. there are no requests, Kevin. Oh well, you, that's that, not how this works. Uh, is it the apartment? No. Oh, okay. No, it's not the apartment. Oh. Um, it came out in nineteen sixty-eight. I don't know. It's a comedy. I don't know. It's on can... stars. <sighs> I don't know. It's the movie The Odd Couple. Ah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, famous comedy movie. Very funny. I love this movie a lot. And actually, I gave this movie four and a half stars. Wow, that's pretty Because it's just an absolutely reading. amazing comedy. I love it so much. Is it funnier than Clue? Mm, I don't know. Uh, comedy is subjective. I don't, I don't, you know, 
take men- mental is notes of, funny. of just the exact level of funniest. Would you agree is. that Clue is funny? Yeah, I would agree with that statement. <laughs> would you? I would agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. Guys, In uh, again, we have an email, com. If you think Clue is funny, email us there, and we will respond to your email. Speaking of which, did we get any this week? Uh, yeah, we got two. Uh, e- we got two emails. The oh. first one says is from Google, and it says <laughs> security alert: new device signed into. Are we can film at gmail.com. Your Google account was just signed into from a new new Windows device. Yeah. You're getting this email to make sure it was you. I signed into that. Yeah, I'm using our Gmail as the new gaming channel because I didn't want to use that my email linked to my like actual email that I emailed my boss and stuff. So. I didn't want my that picture to be Cas Games logo, so I, I changed it. And what does the other one say? And we got one other email. This is from Tasha Lynn Riley. Oh, shout out to our mother. Subject line: Finishing Week Three. Kevin and Zach, I can't listen to your podcast if you are just fighting with each other. I hear that enough in real life. Also, Nicole Kidman is fifty-two and is still beautiful, but much too old for you. I do enjoy your commentary, though. Keep at it. Love, Mom. Sent for my iPhone. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Wait, I don't think we bickered at all in this episode. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, you got your wish. And we got it done in a swift 50 minutes. All right, there we go. All right, that shows almost a you. whole hour less. If you just, done, if you just didn't watch year. movies. We because could. it was almost half the length because we almost yeah. watched half, half the amount of movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for watching Our We Can Film. I'm Zach. And I'm Kevin. Right, we always say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. closer.